Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. We have a very special show for you tonight on Twilight Tonic. We're going to welcome a very special lady who does such tremendous work with children and animals. She has a very unique ministry I would love her to tell you about. And I'm really bad with names, and I'm going to attempt this. Ohawa, welcome to my broom closet. Thank you. And did I pronounce your name wrong completely? <laughs> Hakuna Matata. It's a Hoan. A Hoan. Yes, yes. And, and and I'm okay with the fact that it gets it's uh, spoken in many different ways, and I am okay with that. Not a problem. Good. I, I feel more secure right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I I want you to tell the world what you do. Well, that's a really good question because I I do ask myself that quite frequently. What is it that I do? And there's really not, and, and I've it's been shared with me. Oh, you got to have an elevator speech. Make it short, sweet, and simple. Mm-hmm. And all I can say is I work with animals. Mm-hmm. And for me, the word animal comes from the Latin root word animal mundi which means soul or the great soul and soul and its original meaning meant in breath of life. So an animal is anything that has the breath of life. However, I primarily work with non-human animals. Mm -hmm. However, just recently spirit has kind of geared me to working with the houseless folks Uh, the human animal. Mm -hmm. And so I feel very blessed to have that year experience with them. And it has actually launched us into our next adventure with Mm -hmm. the nonprofit. So let me back up just a little bit, if I may. The name Ahoan, it's not my birth name. It's a name that has kind of grown on me, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I say that because and it's actually the name of the nonprofit, which okay. and and it is an acronym, if that's if I'm saying that right, for it's uh, awakening humanity to oneness with all nature, mm-hmm. and then my little tagline is through the animals. Okay. And we started out in 2011 on what was called the peace peregrination, which is peacefully encompassing all creations energies and this got started through my experience and working with primarily canines Mm -hmm. i had a canine bed and breakfast and doggy daycare yes and it started as rescue so i was really really good at catching the dogs that the animal shelter couldn't catch ones that were running around in the woods but you know they're in the dayton troy 
Ohio, Miami County mm-hmm. area. And so I learned to sit with them, you know, put my scent, uh, start gaining their trust. Mm-hmm. And then they would typically let me catch them, so to speak, or every once in a while there were some I would have to trap. But it was through that consistent working with them. Well, in 2007, uh, rescue work, anybody who has done animal rescue work knows how taxing that can be and how compassion fatigue can take over Mm -hmm. and different things like that. And I did. I had a breakdown. And so that is when I got in touch with my Native American root. I had a friend. I tried to commit suicide three times, and I did not succeed, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. And so a girlfriend of mine, um, who I call her a sister now, she was started taking uh, my cat clients for me. I was doing pet sitting as well. Mm -hmm. It was all to fund the rescue. Okay. And... She says, you have some Native American roots in you. And I said, yes, I do. And she said, why don't you come to this drumming circle with me? So I went to the drumming circle and that began lighting up a spark in my heart. I'm like, oh, yes, I remember. Hmm. I remember now how when I was little, I would dance to half breed all the time. You know, Cher's half breed. And, you know, I pretend like I was a native. And I swore that I was supposed to be born in in Australia. I was an aborigine. (laughs) And, you know, know, all of these different things. And so then I I got into um, the Centers for Spiritual Living. Another one introduced me to the Centers for Spiritual Living, Greater Dayton. Mm-hmm. And that is where I met Reverend Cece, and I started taking practitioner classes. And so I had this beautiful balance of the science of mind and the native and doing lodges. And then I got into the Reiki. I started doing Reiki, taking Reiki classes. Mm-hmm. And this is when I remembered how as a little girl – or actually, it was probably closer to my teens, how I was tracking our family dog who suddenly came up missing. She would never run away from my mom. My mom was a newspaper gal. Uh And so um, Herbie would travel with her in the early mornings delivering the papers. Well, the one time she just didn't come back. So Uh I started tracking. And I remember hearing Herbie. I'm going, is that Herbie? Yes. Well, coyotes have gotten me and I'm okay. I ran away to die. I didn't want you to see me die. I didn't want my family to see me die. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Uh, okay. Well, you know, it was about that time, you know, I had been bullied and so forth about wearing dresses and pretending to be an Indian. And I know the animals and I can talk to the animals. You know how kids are. Oh, yes. That was bullied out of me. And so at this point in time, I'm working with these rescues and I'm working through my practitioner classes. And I noticed how the animals, because I had isolated myself from the human population, mm-hmm. I would, you know, hey, hand me your dog. Okay, we'll see you in a week, you know, or we'll see you tonight, that kind of thing. I was able to be social. But mm-hmm. I really didn't get into the human animals. So when I was going through my practitioner classes in the science of mind, I, the animals were my mirror. Oh. Uh, and so I have female dogs trying to fight. I'm like, you know, it's always the females. And so, you know, I go, I go back to my science of mind principles, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, this is all about me. You know, the Louise Hay thing. This mm-hmm. is my mirror. Okay, well, females breaking out in fights. Okay, well, it's true. It's hmm. true. I did not like women. Wow. Oh, I did not like women. Women were catty and bitchy, and they were the ones <sighs> beating me up, kicking my butt, you know, in high school. And, and growing up, and my best friend, who I thought was my best friend, flipped me a Mickey, you know, at a party, and then ha- produced to hand me to her, you know, her karate instructor. And 
Wait oh my goodness. And she knew she was doing this. I'm going, wait a minute. You know, so I had it out for women. I didn't like women. Right. And so there it is, plain as day in front of me, the female dogs breaking out in fights. So when I healed that within me, going, wait a minute, you know, I'm a woman. I'm hating myself. Mm-hmm. Am I catty? No. Is spirit catty? No. no. Is the divine <laughs> feminine catty? No. That is not the truth. This is what I learned from the bullying and from my own mother and my own sister. Wow. So I was taking on those beliefs. When I healed those beliefs, those same dogs Uh could come back into the yard and there'd be no problem. Wow. They were playing. So I went from having like 12 to 15 dogs who were sick, uh, had different diseases, had me to have medications, mm-hmm. fighting, you know, having to wear muzzles. Two, two years later, having 30 dogs. Some of these were even the same dogs, and they would get along, and I wouldn't even have to do introductions. I would just open mm-hmm. the door, go, Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. Off they go running, and they're off playing. Mm-hmm. Well, about this time, I uh, we were having so much fun, you know, and the kids coming out, and I'm barefoot and whatnot, and my husband comes home, and typically the dogs are all lucked up um, after having been groomed, mm-hmm. and their parents are going to be picking them up, some of them anyway, for do- from doggy daycare once they're dropped off in the morning and then picked up, and then we would feed dinner. Mm-hmm. So typically when my husband would come home, all the dogs were locked up. Right. Well, this time they were not. And a fight breaks out. And he goes livid. And I'm going, hmm. Hmm. And, well, at that point in time, you know, I was also learning to stand up for myself. Uh. Like, Wait a minute. Let me step back. Everything was just fine before he walked through that gate. What's the deal here? So I did an experiment. I did the same thing the very next day, only this time on purpose. I didn't lock mm-hmm. the dogs at the time. And sure enough, a fight breaks out. Hmm. And he starts to holler at me again. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Everything was just fine before you walked through that gate. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go back outside of that gate and go back to your little man cave, your garage, and shift your energy a little bit. What are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, needless to say, um, my ex-husband, um, but he was a wonderful, wonderful person. And I actually fell back in love with him um, mm. just prior to the, the, the divorce being final. It was actually a disillusion. It happened within 30 days. Boom, boom, boom. Sweet, simple, easy, and harmonious. Right. Well, then the other gift I learned is going back to Herbie and hearing Herbie. I was hearing, you know, the different dogs, but at the same time, I was also listening metaphysically. Mm-hmm. One of our dogs, one of the rescue dogs, uh, had this um, cagrophobia. You know what that one is? Mm-mm. Cagrophobia is, and I hope I'm saying it correctly, <clears throat> but it's where they eat feces. Okay. No, I, I know what that is. Yes. Okay. So he was a rescue, bless his heart, his um, sweetheart of a dog, but he had a horrible, horrible habit. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, I'm looking at that. Myself going, okay, I'm eating everybody else's crap. I'm taking their crap on <laughs> and trying to process it. No. And and I noticed that, you know, like with, with uh, bed and breakfast and the doggy daycare dogs mm-hmm. that were coming in. And I'm going, mm, okay. Well, it started to become a more of a health issue for Travis. 
And so I spoke to my veterinarian about Mm -hmm. it and we were like, he's like, why don't you bring him in here and let me observe him and let me do some blood work on him. And I'm going to take responsibility for him for a while. And I just want to do an experiment myself. What is going on with this dog? Mm -hmm. So he takes him in and they uh, had forgotten to put a sign on the door. And so the vet opens the door to step in to the office and Travis shoots out. Well, it took me several months to catch Travis in the first place. So now Travis is on the loose. Well, they were like, oh, God, well, you know, we just, it was a complete accident. Right. But this is a, you know, this is one of our client's dogs. Um, So they're trying to catch him and so forth. And then finally they call me and they says, ma'am, you know, we're, we're, please forgive us. But, you know, Travis got loose. I'm going, okay. Well, I was really into the Reiki and meditation and all of that. And I thought, you know, how in the world am I going to find Travis? They kind of gave me a little bit of a direction. So uh-huh. I went over that way. And it was by a park. And I uh-huh. pulled into the park and I knew this park. And I sat there and I just started meditating. And the ravens, I had made a... a, a relationship with the ravens and so the ravens called out and they started mm-hmm. taking off and i'm going okay he's over in this direction okay i'm just gonna wait here and then i tapped into travis and travis i could i was seeing what travis was doing through his eyes i saw the field the corn right field, and i could hear the road and so then the eagle that was in that area screeched and started soaring across. I'm, oh, I got to follow this eagle. And mm-hmm. so I, I went around the driveway that I, you know, following the road that I knew. But, and then when I got over there, there's Travis wow. cruising through the cornfield. And I hollered his name and he come running to me oh. and hopped right in the car. Wow. That's and pretty amazing. I know. And so and this was like all took place like within 30 or 45 minutes. And I go driving back to the vet's office and I walk in the front door with Travis <laughs> and they said, oh, my God, you got him. And I said, yes, and you won't yeah. believe how I found him. And the vet just looked at me and said, well, when we lose another dog, we're going to call you. Hopefully we'll never lose another. But if we do. <laughs> he must have been mortified, <laughs> the poor guy. They probably were so stressed and he was oh, probably was so upset. Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. They were. So from that point on, um, you know, there was a couple of others who, you know, had contacted me and so forth mm-hmm. and, and, and some other, you know, things like that. Um, however, I really wanted to, it, that's a gift. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm called upon it to use it, I will use it. I, I used it a few times in India with a few different things and, and working with the different animals mm-hmm. um, when I was over there. However, what I really love doing is empowering people themselves to go in and listen and tune in with their own animal. When, when we started on the peregrination, it was so beautiful to, um, and, and this is my secret and it's really no secret, but they would bring their animals to the class and for the, the pet blessing. Mm-hmm. And I would say, Okay, now I want you to share with me the one thing that just makes you go about your animals. Mm-hmm. You know, that just frustrates you or you're like, wow, I wish I, this would be different um, or different things like that, you know. Right. And so, you know, we would go around the room and they would share. And I, and I would say, well, do you hear you talking about yourself? That's you. That is you. Interesting. You you can try and do all you want to about training this or that. 
whether it's jumping on people when they come through the door, Mm -hmm. barking at people, not getting quiet, constantly wanting to play fetch. Uh, What's some other things that I've heard? You know, oh, even that king in, in the house or pooping in the house. Right. Or I can't keep this dog in. You know, he breaks every single chain. I can't keep him home. I can't put him in a cage. I can't do this. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Or the separation anxiety. So there are many, many, many different behavioral things would typically be the ones that would come up. And I said, well, that's you. It's you. You want to change that behavior. You need to change it inside of you. That's the only way you're going to change the mirror. You can do the training. You can force them. You can do those different things. But who are you really training? You are training yourself. Right. Then they would come up and they would say, I would go back around and I'd say, what is the one thing that you absolutely love and adore about your animal companion? And they would share. And and that is you, too. Interesting. Now, that's the one that most people don't have. They almost all the time, almost all the time, the tears would break out and they go, really? Yes, that is you, too. Whether it's a cat, whether it's a dog, whether it's a horse, whether it's a bird, any any animal. That is you too. Now I've you often, have a question. yeah, I've often believed animals choose you. Yes. Like all of my animals, I always felt knew I was going to be their owner, and vice versa. And probably my most interesting was is my Amazon Maggie. I had no mm-hmm. idea I'd end up with Maggie. She is an exotic bird, and as you know, they're expensive. But I got her at an auction, mm-hmm. and she stared a hole in me until I came over. <laughs> she was like, are you going to come over here now? I'm your bird. Mm-hmm. Please come over here. And as soon as I came over, her owner came over and asked me to get her. He wanted me to have her. And it was a bird auction, which I normally don't go to, in Dayton mm-hmm. and... It was only me and one other guy that wanted her, and I thought I lost her, but I got her. And I came home with that bird, and we talked the entire time without saying a word back and forth to each other, how we were going to take care of each other. And she's just, she's a great joy in my life, obviously, and my dogs, my my companions. My question is, dogs that have been very abused, I adopted a very abused dog, and I named him Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. I got him at Siska, which is an animal shelter in Dayton. Mm-hmm. And they do a lot of great work with animals. Oh, yes, they do. He physically had his head in the corner looking straight up at three months old. He mm. wouldn't go to anyone else. And we still have a little problem with him. And it's probably partly my problem from what you're saying. He does not like people. He only likes mm. certain people, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, other than working on myself or ourselves, me and my husband, do you have any suggestions? I've tried to communicate with him on meditative levels, talking to him, sending him pictures. And he just sends me back that he's fearful. Mm-hmm. He knows I'm talking about him. He came downstairs. He's looking mm-hmm. at us. <laughs> Say hi, Griffin Dwar. He's a good boy, aren't ya? And he was in a hoarder's house, and he's so cute. He goes around the house, and he touches everything with his oh. nose. He was in a house with 45 other animals. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. But he is he's wonderful. He's just fearful. Is there anything I can do? I've tried training. Uh, medications, mm-hmm. which I don't agree with. They kind of make mm-hmm. them woozy. Is there something I can do on a spiritual level in communication with him to ease that that fear? Well, that uh, you, you, you said it. That would be, what is your fear of people? 
at what point in time in your life were you that fearful? Which which personality? We all have multiple personalities. Right. We have the little kid. We have the adult. We have the mother. We have the father. You know, we have all of these different personalities. Griffin represents one of those. Okay. And the name itself says a lot to me. Gryffindor. Um, <laughs> as to which personality this could be. But only you know that for, for, for real. Right. You know which personality that is. And that personality, that characteristic of you, that emotional body or, or spiritual body is scared of people, is very, very fearful of people. And you probably had it hoarded away with a bunch of other things or, you know, sure, right. even the way that you receive your animal companion says a lot about which part of your journey. Sometimes <laughs> it can even be a past life journey. I believe in that. Oh, yes, we're, we're, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Um, we're reincarnated. So there's a past life personality mm-hmm. that. Is, is could it, this could possibly represent that you are being asked to heal and you your oh. div- your divinity inside knows that when you get in touch with that and you feel that and you heal that mm-hmm. griffin will heal interesting that's that's really 100 percent 100 percent because that's my daemon when I received Damon back in 2009, I couldn't touch him for three weeks. They didn't want, they weren't sure what they were going to do with him at the animal shelter because he would try to bite, he would pee, he would poop, he would defecate. You couldn't touch him. And he was picked up in the street. Well, because of my teaching, I'm like, wow, yeah. That's how scared I was, you know, as a little girl, I was scared to death. Right, right, right. And I had, and I had to heal that. When I healed that, I was able to speak, start bringing him to the centers for spiritual living. And I would just say, no, don't, don't try to pet him. But I was getting over my fear mm-hmm. of being around other human animals while I was going to the centers for spiritual living. So it made so much sense. Right. After that, when we started doing workshops, he was the main event. He'd go hopping on everybody's laps. Oh, that's amazing. Do you hear yes. that, Gryffindor? Yes, Griffin. It can be done, buddy. It can be done. You can, can be, be a done. social dog. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the sweetest dog to us. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's wonderful. And mm-hmm. I don't think very many people could have handled him or would know how to handle him because of his fear. And... For us, he's wonderful, but stranger comes in a house and, whoa, we have to put him in the side room and calm him down. But I will work on that. I will, as I love him so much. We've had him for five years. He is amazing. Mm -hmm. Aren't you, Griff? Yes, I know, right? My, You know, he knows I'm talking to somebody that must love animals because he's at my side guarding I almost feel as if he's giggling right now. Yeah, he's a guard. He he thinks he guards me. He's 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 amazing. Oh. Like if I'm down here, he'll sit yep. at my side. When I go to bed, he's in bed. He is he's definitely a good boy. And I always believe in rescues. The the more difficult the rescue, the better pets they become. I just yes. enjoy him. So when you talk to the animals do they send you pictures, or do you actually hear them speak our language? I do not hear them speak our language. Okay. Every once in a while, there might be like a one word or a two word at the most. Mm-hmm. At the most. Usually, it's a feeling, or it's a picture. And sometimes okay. it can be a picture. It's like I said with Travis. That was very clear. You know, I am cruising through a cornfield and I'm next to this road. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, you know, still I didn't know exactly where it was the Eagle that showed me which direction to travel and that I would see him. 
So I get pictures, but nine times out of 10, it's a feeling. It's just this, it's this knowing. Um, I, I, like when I, a lot of times when I was working with, um, I'll give you a good example here. Uh, when I would be doing Reiki with like some of the different dogs, mm-hmm. I I would get this. I would pick up this. You got an earache, and Rudy said, "No, not me. My mom." Oh. Now he didn't say that, but that's what I picked up. Mm-hmm. So when Rudy's mom showed up, um, she affirmed that. By mentioning that, you know, she or she's got this really sore ear, mm-hmm. you know, and she had to cover it because the dogs were barking. Interesting. Dad had dropped Rudy off. Mom picked Rudy up. And, you know, so I gave the intention, well, I'm giving you the Reiki, Rudy. You give it to mom when you go home. Oh. You know, just pass it on. Pass it on. They're amazing healers, animals are, aren't they? Yes, they are. And they'll soak up the energy and then they share it. Yeah. I wonder... I don't believe they need it. I don't believe they need it. I believe it's there for us to work with this consciousness. Now, are domestic animals different than the wild animals that speak to you? Is there, do they communicate differently? Do they have different messages or do they all work together? At this moment in time, I'm going to say, I believe they all work together. Okay. And the reason I say that is because when I was in India, I got to work with, I, I was so blessed to work with some of the ravens and Mm. some of their eagles, Mm -hmm. and definitely some of the monkeys. And my favorite, the one I actually got to work with the longest, was Spock the monkey. And he got electrocuted, uh, power lines. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, he, he had the the blueness in his skin and he had this kind of a crippled hand um, because it had gotten, that was the hand that had gotten zapped, Uh but he was too young to, you know, release back and then try to find mom and all that happy stuff. By the time we um, got him rehabilitated. Mm -hmm. So he saw me as his mom and I got to, there were, there were times where, Mm -hmm. you know, he's just, a basket case. And of course, you know, the, the, the Hindus I'm working with or we Indians um, I'm working with, you know, we're laughing and so forth. But what mm-hmm. I realized was that was my mind and he was demonstrating my mind. Right. So they work the same way. Ah, Our gotcha. farmed animals, you know, this, mm-hmm. this is the one that gets me. This is the one that really, really gets me is our animal agriculture mm-hmm. and our farmed animals, um, those kinds of things, because they don't really have a choice choice. Now, granted, they have chosen. This is part of spirit that has chosen to show this mirror to us and what we are doing to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, we are treating you know, Mother Nature and her animals mm-hmm. and the what they go through. And even just here recently, you know, we had this whole thing about taking babies, taking the children away from the mothers with the migrants. Mm-hmm. Right. And the uproar that took place there where we do it on a daily basis with the non-human animals and then we yes and then um we wonder why we as humans are now taking antidepressants taking ant you know different all different kinds of medications Mm -hmm. now being an empath 
that I am with the animals, I feel that when I'm eating the milk, when I, you know, if, if it's milk, like when mm-hmm. I was in India with the chai, the milk, mm-hmm. uh, if I eat the cheese, I feel that. Right. I feel it with the eggs. If it's coming, you know, there's a difference between the ones that come from our animal agriculture and the ones that come from, you know, happy chickens that are laying right. the eggs and walking away from them. You know, that's a gift. They're giving yeah. you a gift. And they, I agree. And you're, Yes, you're not forcing me, but here's a gift. Um, so there's a there's a huge huge difference in that, and even with we notice the growth hormone and so forth, okay. we're doing it to the to the animals. Well, we're doing that to our same children, yes. and we have the same things taking place with the children, and all of the depression and so forth. Yeah, I can't so even it's get energy near. that's passed. I can't get near the slaughter trucks when they're even on the highway. I avoid them at all costs because it's just overwhelming to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It will bring me to tears. I, I can't handle it. Yes. Yes. And it's gotten stronger for the past 10 years. Like I, I don't like any mass farming. Um, I don't like any slaughter of animals for food. That's my own, my own journey. Um, mm-hmm. and I find it hard. I don't even drink milk anymore. Eat very little cheese. Um, I'm very careful where I get my eggs. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to me, we need to live with the animals. Animals are such gifts. Absolutely, absolutely. And this is where I get I get flack or, or uh, I don't have another term for that, and maybe you can help me with that, but I get flack from both the vegans and the carnivores because I'm neither neither fully vegan or Mm -hmm. fully vegetarian or I'm definitely not carnivorous. Mm -hmm. Um, I find it it very hard to be a vegetarian, a vegan, or someone who eats very little meat, um, people like to make make fun of in a way. I think it's their own fear. And it's also, I feel sometimes from people, when you mention, you know, how that animal's killed, you know, they cry, you know, when things, Mm -hmm. when their children are taken away from them, you know, they cry before they die. They're scared. And they Mm -hmm. actually will get offended by that. Yes, yes, because the reason they're getting offended is because they're you're you're hitting on a truth. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they that don't want to hear does it. Does not want exactly because it's <laughs> like, extremely painful. It is. It is painful. It is. It is. Um, you know, there's a lot of feelings to process there, and you have to change things. And yes. well, we as humans, you know don't like change on, so to speak. Um, I think that's just a belief we have picked up over the years. Yes, Because I do in the too. native way, they, they were very nomadic. They understood the changes in the seasons. They understood that death was a blessing, you know, and um, all of these different things. Where now it is, you know, we've, we've got so much... Um, karma, you could say, that has been built up over mm-hmm. the years, and we just keep passing it down, generation to generation. Yes, and it's a painful thing to look at. Yes, and that's okay, and that's where you know that you're hitting the truth, and or a place that hasn't been healed when you get upset or angry or frightened. Yes, and. Yeah. So when that comes up for me, I know immediately, oh, okay, you know, I need to deep breathe here and take a look at what the, what is this about? What What's the mm-hmm. truth going on here? Because it's not what they're doing. It's all about me. Right. Um, they're just a reflection of that. Yeah. So, yes, um, my partner, my companion right now, he's strictly carnivore. Mm-hmm. Total carnivore. You will not get a green thing in him. <laughs> I have gotten him to eat a couple slices of apples, and he'll eat some watermelon once in a while. Um, and actually, he ate some sweet tater tots last night. I was very impressed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's strictly carnivorous, 
and strictly, you know, he loves his milk. Okay, <laughs> well, you're talking. Uh, I'm I'm almost completely vegan um, person here, and you know, I love those cows, and I know what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do how does that work? And this goes back to your question you asked me before. How do we help the animals? And how do you work with the animals, especially the uh, non-domestic animals? Mm-hmm. And that's, it's, it's, it's love. It's kindness. It's unconditional love. If I want to be loved unconditionally, then they need to be loved unconditionally. Oh, yes. I if, 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 if I am so disheartened about this person, then I'm disheartened about that part of God, about that part of divine or great spirit mm-hmm. of myself, of myself. And that's, we're not going to get anywhere that way. We will not get anywhere. It hasn't been working for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Right. So, Tell people about what you're doing with your ministries. What kind of organization do you have? I have. Uh, okay. Well, Apathon Ministries is my, what you could say, my personal ministry. Mm-hmm. It's a corporate soul. It's my reverency, my, my animal chaplaincy, and I love to do, um, well, it was vegan rides, and now I'm kind of hitting the middle ground where it'd be more of a native, uh, where you know, the animal gifts it to you when you're hungry type of thing versus the animal agriculture. That's what I appreciate and can understand. Okay. So I love doing those rides. That's that's my kind of thing with the Apathon Ministries. As the spiritual leader of the Ahoan Sanctuary, the Ahoan Sanctuary is the teaching arm. Mm-hmm. It's the um, and, and whatever belongs to the sanctuary belongs to Apathon Ministries. Whatever belongs to Apathon Ministries belongs to the sanctuary. I do not take a paycheck. I have mm-hmm. taken a vow of poverty. I don't actually go out and buy things unless it's actually something for the sanctuary, for the ministry that needs to be used for mm-hmm. our purposes. Um, like the motorcycle, doing the, the compassion rides and the peace rides. The motorcycle belongs to the nonprofit. It does not belong to me, and I only take off on it when it's time for the for something to take place with the ministry. Okay. The Ahoan Sanctuary is the nonprofit, and it is a nonprofit for the prevention of cruelty to animals. And again, I use that word as anything that breathes. So I've done a lot of consultant work, a lot of, of ceremony and laying down energy trails, you could say, mm-hmm. uh, through the United States, India, South Africa, Sri Lanka. We visited children's schools and talked about how it's, we need to take care of the animals because what we are doing to the animals, we are doing to ourselves. And it could not be more clearer than mm-hmm. it is right here, right now, amongst right. This, everything that is taking place. So... That's what the ministry does. Okay. Um, and the sanctuary, the Ahoan sanctuary at this moment in time, we do a lot of, um, well, we're actually, we're getting ready for a really exciting project. It's called the Golden Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. I woke up on the, I, I was, um, I do what's called the spiritual boot camp, which I shared before. And someone asked me to come take them through a spiritual boot camp in Hawaii. So they, brought me out to Hawaii and I'm there in Hawaii and I heard about the airplane full of houseless people mm-hmm. being dropped off in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's really shifted the energy of the islands. And, you know, you take the send a bunch of houseless people to Hawaii. Well, they, you know, they can't get off the island. Right. What are they going to do? And, oh my goodness. Well, it woke me up at three o'clock in the morning and I thought, you know, they have, 
uh, I, it, we need to bring houseless folks and rescue animals together. That's what I'm supposed to do here in the United States. Uh, I brought orphan children and rescue animals together in India. Mm-hmm. Well, so here in, in the United States, like, well, you brought me back here to the United States. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> well, there, I got my answer. <laughs> so I landed here in Deming, New Mexico. It's the, there's only like one actual city in all of Luna County, which is Deming, New Mexico. You've got a village, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, Columbus down by the Mexico border. And it's the poorest city in the poorest county in one of the poorest states. Mm-hmm. And I was hungry and I walked it. They were having a soup kitchen. I went to the soup kitchen and um, she says, well, yeah, we, you know, we are Deming silver linings and, you know, can you volunteer, you know, if you want to volunteer. So I started volunteering mm-hmm. and I fell in love with some of the houseless folks and she says, oh, we're getting ready to open this resource center and da, 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 da. And I said, hey, that's what I do. I help. I, I do consultant work. I can come in and I'll get it all set up and organized and do policies and procedures and, you know, put, put, put a plan into place for you and get it up and running. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Wow. Well, I didn't realize it was going to take me a year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's the longest I ever stayed in one place. Six months. I I stayed, the longest I stayed anywhere in the past since 2011 was six months and left Uh now. So here I am a year in Deming and I, you know, got to know the Legion riders and doing family rides and I fell in love with a lot of the houseless folks, and I learned a lot working with the houseless folks. And that's when the Golden Sanctuary, I'm like, oh, we actually brought puppies into the Camp Silver. And I know, I know without a doubt that this vision I was given works. It works. We put it into place in the Camp Silver. However, there were a couple things that were missing, which mm-hmm. means it, it, we were actually gifted some land, and it needs to be outside of town, you mm-hmm. know, where they don't have an opportunity to get to the drugs and the alcohol so quickly right. so we can intervene and love them when we need to. So that's what the Ahoan Sanctuary is primarily working at right now. We are looking to train service, especially PTSD military mm-hmm. animals. And we're going to allow um, women, women with children, and houseless folks to do the training. It's going to be a training rehabilitation type program, very much like the prison program. That's awesome. So they're going to help train, and in return, it's going to help them. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. They, They help each other. They help each other. Yes. And learning to, you know, put the picture in your mind of what you want the animal to do, mm-hmm. different things like that. I mean, it gets, it can get pretty involved um, spiritually, which is not really any tradition. Yes. So it I is non-denominational. Mm-hmm. So tell folks, how are they going to get a hold of you if they want to donate or do something for this organization? How do they get a hold of you? Um, the website is um, Um It's A-H-O-W-A-N, as in Nancy. And then on ahoan.org, there are different um, pages. So there's the, the explanation of the 501c3. There's the Apathod Ministries. There's the Golden Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. We've also begun what's called a HASAV program which is Homeless Animal Companion Emergency Veterinary Fund. Mm-hmm. So we have houseless folks here. That was one thing when I was houseless traveling around the country, I couldn't find a veterinarian or a program to help me with some emergency medical care I needed for Damon. Okay. And I thought, wow, um, 
you know, what do these houseless folks do when something happens with one of their animals, with one of critters? And we've got quite a few of them here in Luna County. Mm-hmm. So we, my Apathon Ministries and Silver Linings, the houseless shelter, we put together what's called a HACCP program. Okay. Um, so that does that. And then we also put in a low-cost vaccine program. We can get low-cost spay neuters, but we we also put together a vaccine program. And that's awesome. completely sponsored by Apathon Ministries or the nonprofit uh, Hoan Sanctuary. They're kind of one and the same right now unless another spiritual leader comes on and takes over for me at mm-hmm. some point. Um, so all of those are listed on there. And the Golden Sanctuary is also listed on there. That's amazing. I want to thank you so much for coming on here and educating us on animal communication and spirituality and how how our animals are like a mirror to us. It's incredible. Um, yeah. It's been quite an honor, and thank you so much for your time, and I'm looking forward to talking to you more in the future. We'd love to have Absolutely. you back on. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's been a pleasure to... Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure to share. And, uh, yes, thank you. Thank you. And you have a good night and blessings to you and everything you're doing. Ditto. Take care. Ditto, my sister. (laughs) Take care, sister. Hopefully I'll talk to you soon at some point. Absolutely. Feel free. Thank you. You have a good night. Thank you. You too. Bye now. Bye-bye.